Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Holiness Podcast, where we believe discipleship is the process and holiness is yeah. the result. My name is Leon Alexander. I am so happy to have with us today, Brother DJ Hill. Welcome. Uh, thank you. It's such an honor to be here. And as I was saying earlier, I love it. Discipleship is so vitally important. And obviously when we're discipled, holiness and being like Christ yeah. is the result. So this Absolutely. is exciting. Yeah, well, I thought of you when, when this came up uh, right away. And, and then I got thinking, how long have we known each other now? Wow. So I guess it would have been Urshan. So Sister A, as I like to call her, Sister Alexander, uh, she was one, you were one of my professors at Urshan and uh, legitimately one of the top five or 10 messages. Now, back then we had chapel two times a week yeah. um, and then sometimes classes would turn into preaching, but yeah. top 10 messages, if not top five of my whole four years at Urshan. Uh, the, the privilege of being a paramedic, uh, just a powerful message. You actually sent me your notes and randomly I'll go and just review those just about having compassion. So I guess since 2011, so about 12 years. 12 years. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I, now that you say that, I remember, I remember that message and, and connecting with you about it. Yep. So thanks for bringing that up. But yeah. I just, I remember. It just right off the bat, week one, day one, you had a passion for yeah. people. And of course, that spoke to me. That's my language as yes, well. Definitely. So I've, I've loved to watch the Lord direct your paths and now director of promotions with yes. youth ministry. And, and so I got to say, before we even get into the conversation today, NAYC 2023, wow, yeah. it was so incredible. And so before we dive on this, just tell us a little bit about like from your perspective, helping the team lead that event. What was it like? Well, you know, nothing gets accomplished without a phenomenal team. So to to my team that I got to serve with and next to, thank you all so much. It was life changing. Uh, a cool testimony. I got to be at my uh, church, Atlanta West Pentecostal yeah. Church shortly after. And there was a guy that's been going for the last few services. He found us through, he found Atlanta West through just going on Instagram. So that was really yeah. cool. So from my perspective, it's, it's a year and a half of planning meticulously every single detail, watching videos dozen, if not two, three dozen times, all the graphics, uh, all the wayfinding, constant meetings with the city weekly as you're climbing up. So just a lot of work, a lot of stress, but uh, walking into that stadium and seeing the students worshiping together, it made it all worth it. So it was, it was a lot of fun. It definitely wasn't all me. Uh, hundreds of volunteers and thousands of volunteer hours to make yeah. Youth Congress possible. Oh, I love it. Well, I mean, everybody's got their story out there, some moment they had mm -hmm. from that event that was just so impacting and all, all the things that, that took place. We'll be yeah. a long time hearing all those great oh, stories told and retold. Yeah. So thanks to all of the team, like you said, the entire leadership team and all the volunteers. What a mm -hmm. great, great, great event. So yeah. we appreciate that. Well, thank you. Well, okay. So today, we're like you said, discipleship, holiness, we believe that's so connected. Yep. Get our focus on growing closer to Jesus. So many things are going to fall into place. Yeah. Right. But of course, it, there, there's a lot to talk about. Um, I know that you are um, working in this vein of being made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. That's got a lot of threads that go a lot of directions. Yeah, definitely. So I just want to have a conversation. They talked to us today about why you've become interested in that topic. And, and as you can see, we're going to get around into these issues of holiness and discipleship and yeah. all that. Who knows where all will go yeah, today, definitely. but uh, we don't have notes, everybody. We're just going. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit. Get us started in this deal of made in the image of God. So in February of 2022, uh, I was talking to a, a man of God and I was asking about resources because I love the idea of trying to create resources for the next generation, for yeah. this generation. Uh, and I was talking 
uh, about one subject and he said, you know what, that's, that's great, but here are some, some points that nobody is talking to. You know, people are preaching uh, tidbits of it, but no one is just attacking fully and diving in. And so that Wednesday night, unfortunately, I did not pay attention to what my pastor was preaching because my, my heart and my spirit was just burdened with a specific subject about us being made in the image of God. And so that whole service, as I'm in service and I'm trying to be engaged, my heart is just overwhelming with this burden. And I really do feel a God call. And so uh, my book list just was eliminated. Uh, my podcast list was eliminated. I, I took uh, I got rid of all of those things that I was going to learn about leadership and doctrine and uh, theology and all the different subjects. And I just started to delve into in the year 2022 just us being made in the image of God. I read over 24 books on that subject specifically. Uh, all my podcast was derived towards that. Uh, anything else was when just personal devotion or preaching, but I didn't do any leadership in 2022. So that's kind of the, the nucleus of how it all got started. It was a man of God that said, you know what? There is an attack on this generation mm-hmm. of identity. Yeah. And really yeah. that's been the devil's tactic from the beginning. When sure. Jesus was in the wilderness yeah. for 40 days, uh, the devil multiple times said, if you are the son of God, if that's your identity, then do this. And each time Jesus said, well, it is written. And so 2022, that burden of going to the word of God to find out what our identity is in Christ. uh, That's how it was birthed. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. So many times uh, we see throughout scripture that attack on, you know, just those questions that try to pull away who we are and who God thinks we are. Exactly. So, so when you talk about being made in the image of God, I've heard three or four different theories of what that might mean. What, what does that mean to you being made in the image of God? What, what's that about? So it all starts obviously with Genesis chapter one, uh, during creation, Jesus said that I made man in my own image, uh, male and female created he them. And so Genesis chapter one, verses 26 through 27. And he, he talks about from his divine nature, because John 4, 24 doesn't say that he's a man or a woman or what his gender is. God is a spirit. And right. so he doesn't, he doesn't adhere to our human genders, though when he was in flesh as Jesus, he adhered to the law of nature and became fully man. Uh, in the beginning, he gave certain characteristics of his divine nature to women and certain characteristics of his divine nature to men, to males and females. And so from the beginning, we were made in his image, both man and woman. Absolutely. And, and some of the things I've heard talked about, um, you know, there is one one um, theory is probably the wrong word, but one aspect of that that would mean uh, we're workers because we're made in the image of God. Our first picture of God is he's working. Yep. Heard it said that um, the even creators, you know, yeah. we're creative because God was created. Yeah. yeah, and then there's the idea. Well, you know, immediately He makes these human beings to be in relationship with. So yep. maybe that part of us that's wired for relationship is because 100%. we're made in the image of God. Yep. Um, it, there's so much there, and you're back to that word identity. When I understand, you know, some of these things that He's He's put into our heart, our spirit of how we yep. are wired, exactly. then that gives us that gives us some direction. Okay, well, this is really interesting. Now, um, when we talk about holiness, we're, we often will quote scriptures where where He says, "Be holy as I am holy." Yep. Well, then if we're made in His image, there's got to be a loop there. How do you mm-hmm. see that connected? Yeah, and that's found in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. But as, as it is written, be holy for I am holy in all manner of conversation, the King James says. But that means in every aspect of your life and our attitudes, our actions, and our appearances, 
We need to be yeah. like Christ. And so uh, before sin entered into the world, before Eve took of the fruit uh, and before Adam followed her and took of the fruit as well and sin entered the world, they were made in the image of God. And then sin now started to create all these uh, nuances. And uh, for instance, cancer wasn't in the garden. Murder wasn't in the garden. Uh, hate and anger. Those things weren't in the garden until sin entered the world. And so our job is to try to go back to what Adam and Eve was in the beginning when God created them. Uh, in Romans chapter eight, if I'm not mistaken, verse uh, 14, Jesus says that we're to be conformed to the image yeah. of God. And so yeah. some of his characteristics is found throughout the whole scripture about uh, righteousness, loving others, but also how we're supposed to appear, the Beatitudes, the fruit of the spirit. Sure. There's so many great nuggets all throughout scripture that go kind of to God's nature and who God is, how he interacts yeah. with others. Um, that he also didn't want to be alone. He created us for relationship, just like we need him, we need others. So there's so many great nuggets about his identity. And that's that's our nature. We're all wired that way. Yeah. And so what we must strive to do is try to get out of the sin frame or sin mindset, not look like the world and appear like the world, be not conformed to the world, mm -hmm. be transformed by the renewing of our mind yeah. so that we can be conformed to the image of Christ, just like before sin entered the world. That's so good. And I love that you referenced throughout scripture because I, I guess part of my motivation with this podcast has been, um, I see sometimes this, this process of discipleship mm -hmm. maybe shortchanged. Yep. Maybe we just make it like, oh, let's just do a few classes to check that box. And then the same thing with holiness. I've sadly seen that. I think we all have sometimes be misunderstood um, as, you know, let's just, there's these few verses we got to like, oh yeah, do that, yep. check that. And, and it just really, I wanted to back the conversation yeah. up and say, there's this bigger picture yes, here to definitely. grasp. And so I love what you're saying that throughout scripture, it's understanding who he is, and then he's calling us to be like him. So of course, that's going to shape my character yeah. because I've got this identity yeah. rooted in him. Yeah. Oh, that's And so really, good. It's, a, it's a holistic approach, not to just be yeah. cliche with the, right, with the right. name of this podcast, but uh, the disciples were talking with Jesus and they had a question about taxes. Yeah. And Jesus said, well, look at the coin. Who's on the coin? And they said, well, Caesar's on the coin. And he said, well, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Well, we're made in the image of God. So he's really calling his disciples and you and I to give ourselves to him in every aspect of our life, not just in attitude or just appearance, but in every interaction and everything that we do, we're in the image of God. So he's calling us to give our identity to him. Oh, that that is really powerful. If we can get our head around that, I mean, that that's empowering. Yes. It's also a responsibility, it but is. it's empowering. It's yes. so good. Now, let me, let me throw this phrase out there. I've, I've read, I've seen, and I'm sure in your study, this idea of bearing his image. Yes. Almost then it's not just about me being like him, but it's also then turning that back outward, so to speak. Yes. Talk to us a little bit about that and kind of how that's, you've bumped into that in your study. So, uh, Paul get it, did it great in uh, 1 Corinthians, how we are the body of Christ uh, and how he is the head of the church. And so the body of Christ is really, we're fulfilling God's mission here is we are the only people, some of the only times they might see Jesus. Uh, yeah. Not meaning that we are Jesus, but we are that conduit so that when I love people, they can see Jesus through me. That when I give of myself, of my time, my talent, my treasures, that's me representing Jesus in this world. So it's the same it's kind of synonymous with ambassadors, image bearers, that when an ambassador from, let's say, uh, Spain, when they come to the United States and they're meeting with our government, they are literally taking the place of 
the Spaniard government. And so we are the ambassadors of Christ. We are the image bearers. And so when you go to work and you go to school in every aspect of your life, once again, give to God what is God's every moment of your life. We are called to bear his image, to be what he would do and to think like what Jesus would think and to love like what Jesus, how Jesus would love. And so uh, that's so vitally important to fulfill what Adam and Eve did. They were fulfilling what God created the world for and doing what God did, uh, what God would do. And so that's what God's calling us back to do. I love it. I think there are four words that if you talk about any one of them without talking about some of the other, you're missing it. Definitely. Discipleship, yes. holiness, identity. Yep and purpose. Yep. I think all four of those words 100%. are so intertwined. Yep. And so everything you were just saying, is just like, yeah, ding, ding, ding. It's all connected. Yes, he calls us to be holy as he is holy because yep. we're made in his image, but then he's also empowering yep. us. And as we're transformed by, by the new birth and by the continued work of his yep. spirit, it, it does affect our identity and that purpose. Definitely. That identity is for a purpose. And, and I Jesus, love that. Jesus exemplified yeah. that. He was discipling the disciples as they were discipling others. Yes. He was living holy. They knew that he was Jesus uh, from Nazareth. He had these different identifiers that identified him. People knew uh, and believed that he was the son of God. And so he had these different yeah. identifiers. And even in uh, the book of Acts, people knew that certain disciples were with Jesus yeah. because of their identity. They were fulfilling yeah. a mission or a purpose, as you said. One of those words, they were living separate, which is holiness, separate from the world, separate to God. Yeah. Uh, and that was their identity. It's all uh, connected, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I love it. You're as passionate as I am about this yes. because I, I see people that, that get the get that out of context. And, and then it, 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 if you don't have that bigger picture, Definitely. and so I love what you're saying about all this. Um, while there are so many specific topics mm -hmm. then that we could address based on this idea yeah. of, of understanding we're made in his image. Yeah. Um, but let me do this. Let me get you to talk about when it comes to youth and young adults. How do you see this playing out for them? I talk to a lot of, of elders, you know, my if I start putting names on it or generations on it, we get in trouble yeah. here. But I talked to, let's just say prior generations that maybe just where we are as a movement, maybe where they were, it was just enough that this is what the church does. And, and maybe they were, they were just wired a different yeah. way. And so they're like, cool, let's do it. Yep. I'm down with that. Let's go. Now we're in maybe a different paradigm. Yeah. And so you've got youth and young adults out there that you've got to lay some foundation and do some of this work we're doing mm -hmm. with perspective. Talk to us about why that is and then practically what might that look like? Yeah, definitely. That's a, really to understand how to minister to this culture. You have to know who the culture is. Uh, Post-modernity is that everybody has a truth and there is no absolute truth. We're way beyond post-modernity. We're like post, post, post-modernity. <laughs> and so not only is this younger generation, do they feel like everybody has their truth and there is no absolute truth. What's right for me is right for me. We're, we're past that mindset. And so for them, the identity plays the exact same way that they, they don't believe that there is an absolute truth. And so now there's a lot of questions and now you can be whatever you want to be. I can be whatever I want to be because there's no foundation. There's no biblical worldview. Whereas even, uh, 40 years ago, that generation, the pastor was respected and trusted. Yeah. The Bible was in homes, whether it was read or not, it was at least in homes and people would go to church more. Uh, church was more of the center of the world overall, especially Western society. Whereas now uh, there's a, a huge decline in students, uh, 12 to 18, and even young adults now that have families that go to church because of the digital age and everybody's asking questions. There's so many theories and conspiracies and false information out there. So now people have this lack of trust of what to believe, who to believe, 
unfortunately, uh, ministers and pastors have uh, done wrong. And so now there's a lack of trust there. And so all that has kind of created a problem to where we are now. They don't trust. They don't believe what you're saying is true. And so really it goes back to our identity must be love. It must be the love of Jesus because that's how we're going to reach them. It's yeah. an old saying, but it's so true. People do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And so what we we have to do, we say it at uh, my church is before we can lead them to holy ground, we have to meet them on common ground. And that really is the discipleship process of walking with them daily through wherever they're at, meeting them at the point of their need. And so um, in this day and age with the digital outbreak, this these kids have grown up on phones and on uh, laptops and on iPads and tablets. Um, and so ministering to them is very different because they didn't grow up around church or even an association with church. This generation doesn't have an affiliation with church at all for a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so that kind of gives the context sure. of who sure. we're ministering to. And then uh, you ask kind of how to minister to yeah, them. Absolutely. So how to minister to them, I would say first is love and prayer. That's that's obvious, but you have to get down where they're at and you have to be able to talk some of these issues and uh, kind of relate that there is an absolute truth. And the way to do it isn't what we used to do is, you know, this is right and staying on street corners, but it's really a discipleship process. It's really uh, sitting with somebody and going out to eat with them, spending time with them, just like Jesus did, and kind of breaking down some of those barriers and some of those walls. And then when when they have those questions through the Bible, you open up scriptures to help them find their identity. Uh, and this is kind of exampled in Genesis when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. Uh, you know, they they realized they were naked and they were ashamed. And God came to them in the cool of the garden and said, where are you? Adam said, well, we were hiding because I'm afraid of you, God. And God asked in Genesis chapter three, verse nine, well, who told you that? Yeah. Who gave you those definitions? Who put that wording mm -hmm. in you? And so we must get rid of some of that wording or the worldview of this world or the perspective of this world so that we can get down to you are who God called you that you are and who he made you that you are. But you can't argue science and philosophy and opinion. You can't get any of that until first you go to love. And then you can start going into some of those nuances through a biblical worldview uh, and through prayer. Hopefully we can reach those people. So very good. I I think all of us out there can benefit that from that, especially you're right, yep. with the generation that we're ministering to of students. Yeah, there's just no short circuit around no. that love, compassion, building relationships, yeah, and, and then walking into this, this perspective. Yep. Yeah, I think that's so key. And for that matter, all of us of all ages can benefit from that approach. It's just, we've got to be especially sure, I think, with youth, young adults. Yep. So good. Well, I, look, I love this. I can talk about this for hours, yeah. but let me respect your time and your many responsibilities and say, as we start kind of bringing this around to, to wrap up, why don't you then, we, we drill down into the youth and young adults. Maybe here, um, here as we start wrapping up, just kind of give us a final perspective then for everybody out there who's listening. And maybe they kind of connected today and they're watching or listening because the word holiness is kind of like, what's that about? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's discipleship. Maybe they saw DJ Hills oh, on this podcast. They want to be part. <laughs> Whatever that case may be, if you wanted to kind of like put a final perspective on this, just take it away and say what's on your heart. Yeah. So what I would say is our identity must be found in Christ. In the beginning, we were made in his image. And uh, just like you said, Gideon and Adam and even Eve and so many people throughout the scripture, they were attacked in their identity. They're standing with God. And so if you want to live in a relationship with God, if you want to be more like God, if you want to experience true joy and true peace, the best thing that you can do is do exactly what Jesus modeled 
and his temptation. He went to the word. He went to God's word. God's word speaks so much that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are his masterpiece, that he is a workman and he has created you specifically for a purpose because he loves you so much that even while we were messed up, according to Romans 5, 8, that he died for you. And so you might be confused. There might be so much noise going on in the world about, am I this way? Am I that way? What's my identity? Am I loved? Maybe you come from a broken family or maybe you were raised in church and you have questions about the church and questions about the Bible. I don't want that to drive you away from God. Instead, you should once again, do like what Jesus did and go to the word. We are his workmanship and he loves you so very much that he paid the ultimate price for you. He thought you were worth saving that according to Acts 20, verse 28, he purchased the church with his blood and he wants you to be a part of that saving grace. He wants you to enter into a saving relationship with him. And so though you might be struggling with your identity, you might look different. You might uh, have a different background or different characteristics. You might be confused about certain things or your calling or your purpose, your identity. The best thing that you can do is enter into the process called discipleship. Start to walk with God daily because the thing that you're going to find is you're going to experience so much joy. You're going to experience purpose. And then you're going to take on the identity of Christ and you're going to help others find their purpose and their identity in him. So let's give to God what is his, which is ourselves, our bodies. We are made in his image from the very beginning. And before sin messed up the world and messed up our minds and messed up everything, let's go back to the beginning where we walked and talked with God like Adam and Eve did. That's what he wants from you today. And that is the result is holiness is to be like him. And that's the best thing. The the best joy that I experience in my life is having a relationship with my Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's beautiful. God made us in His image and He makes good things. Yes. He makes, he makes good no things. mistakes. Absolutely. To somebody out there, oh goodness, I said I wasn't getting into specifics. If there's somebody out there and you're struggling with your body image, God made you in His image and yeah. He makes good things. I just felt to jump in and say yeah, that definitely. specific. There's so many aspects yes. as you were talking and whatever folks' backgrounds out there and the things that they may be struggling with, coping with, be made by God is a good thing. Yes. He makes 100%, good things. 100%. Oh, I appreciate your call to discipleship. And I, I hope someone out there will take that to heart and take a fresh look. If, if there's an area in your life, you can draw closer, knowing yeah. more deeply. Let's Definitely. do it. That's what this walk is about. And mistakes don't eliminate you. Yes. The, the disciples is a great example. As they're working on their identity to be more like Christ, it's a process. And yeah. really, it's a process here, but it's also a process that is ultimately going to be finalized when God calls his church home to heaven. And so don't get frustrated in the process. It's just like me raising my two beautiful daughters, Kylea and Ira. Uh, Ira is starting to try to crawl right now. And Kylea, uh, she's learning manners and that the world doesn't revolve around her. She's two and a half years old. And so <laughs> there's a lot of unique things yeah. that go on at as a two-year-old. But me as a loving father, uh, I don't throw them away when she doesn't clean her room or when she doesn't eat or when she has an attitude or when she's tired and she shows her emotions. I don't get upset at Ira at nine months old that, man, you're cutting teeth and you're not walking yet. So I just throw you away. And in the Gospels, Jesus inspired the Gospel writers to say, us being earthly fathers, if we give good gifts to our children, how much more will God, who we're made in his image, give good gifts to those who he made good? And so don't don't get away from the process. Your heavenly father loves you more than you can imagine. So stay in the process because wholeness, us being whole with no broken pieces and the, the frustrations of this world, no tears, no, no problems is going to be the result when we make it to heaven ultimately. So stay in the process, be discipled and let God make you whole with him.
Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you so yes, much, ma'am. Brother Hill. I appreciate your heart for this. I appreciate all the wisdom you've shared today. And it's all the Word of God. Yes. I love it. It's, you're not inventing a new doctrine. No. You're bringing out the Word of God to us in this area. And I just appreciate your ministry, yes, what you're doing, and the good things God is doing with your family. Yes, ma'am. Well, I'm excited it. to subscribe and yeah. continue to listen and be a part of wholeness. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining. And thank you all for being part today. God bless you. And stay tuned for another episode to come.